Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to The Other Connor Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your host, Connor Halley. Thank you once again for tuning in to another edition of the Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Connor Halley. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley. Quick shout out to DraftKings. Sign up today. Make sure to use promo code THPN. It can help you out in a lot of ways. I'll tell you more of that later on in the show. Of course, for the Edmonton Oilers, since the last time we spoke, a very disappointing loss to the Florida Panthers on Thursday night going down 6 nothing. A game in which they actually started off playing pretty well, and then the wheels fell off, and uh, then they just crashed and burned in the third period. We'll talk about that on the show today with uh, Jason Strelick, former NHLer. Now, of course, one half of the Jason Greger show on TSN 1260. But before we get to that, we're going to bring in Hernan Salas. Hernan Salas, of course, the co-host on the Don Wheaton on White postgame show with Tom Gazzola. You can catch him on the Lowdown with Low Tide Monday through Friday alongside Alan Mitchell, 10 a.m. till noon on TSN 1260. He's on the Locked On Oilers podcast, two guys in a goalie, and very, uh, very, I don't know, lots of other places. The guy's everywhere. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Hernan Demand. Hernan, thanks so much for doing this today. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Good good to join you again, Connor. Always, uh, always a fun time. Yeah, glad to have you on. And uh, Hernan, I mean, we'll talk about the game Last night, uh, obviously, against the Florida Panthers, did not go the way Oilers fans expected, especially in the second and third period. But, you know, just just news for the the team that kind of seems like it's just status quo. Uh, reports coming out this morning that they wanted to sign Brad Malone. Well, he tested positive for COVID. That's not going to happen. Stuart Skinner, he's not going to be ready for Saturday night. So it'll be Miko Koskinen getting the start once again when the Oilers host the Calgary Flames Battle of Alberta. I mean, right now, there's there's just not a whole lot of positive surrounding this organization, is there? Well, Connor, um, I just saw right now, Kyle Paris lands on waivers, so <laughs> uh, if that's the breaking news, I don't know. Um, it's uh, it's tough, man. Like I, I, you know, you guys did such a marvelous job following that game with with uh, I was going to say with Connor Halley, but you're Connor Halley. I am with Tom Gazzola and. Um, it's just like I, I don't even think you can be angry or frustrated. It's just sad. Like I, I was thinking last night, like how are the orders in this spot again? Like what year is it, Connor? <laughs> like seriously, like this is just. Are you asking me what year it actually is, or what year is no, it that they I'm still trying suck? To, I'm trying to be funny here, but uh, <laughs> it feels it's, like it's 2009. 
it's unbelievable. And 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 there's so many things wrong. Like the goaltending is is atrocious. The roster, Kenny Holland didn't build a very strong team. And, and, and you know, I know I know goaltending is number one, but for me, one of the biggest issues is is the lack of emotion from this team. Like I, this week, I was able to watch Colorado. I saw the Rangers play. I saw Carolina. In fairness, they're all better than the Oilers. Connor, I understand that. But just watch their games, and it's just different. They have tempo. Everybody hits, even if you're not a physical guy. They're scrums almost after every whistle. Like they're engaged. They're in there. Like they want to be great, and they want to score goals, and they want to piss off the other team. The Oilers, they have no interest in any of that. And in fairness, yes, they played a good first period, Connor, but they didn't score. They didn't score. They didn't do. I mean, they. In, in the, I saw Craig Button on PSN, and he was like, "Well, let's not overstate what they did in the first period because slot shots were five five. If you want to look into that stat, mm-hmm. so it's not like the Oilers were getting these marvelous chances. Now, Florida has a better team. They have a number one goaltender, and that was the difference in the first period. But then the Oilers just flatlined after that, Connor. So. I mean, Connor, me, you can spend five hours talking about everything the orders, uh, all the issues the orders have, but <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't see a lot of hope for this team right now. Yeah, yeah, man. You're, I mean, you're 100% right. Uh, Tim Soderland uh, also placed on unconditional waivers for purposes of termination. Uh, well, that was the piece that came over in the Duncan yeah. Keith trade. Oh, so uh, <laughs> another another oh, bad look for Ken Holland right now. And, and you, you know what's funny? I was looking at Cap Friendly today, and Duncan Keith has a no-movement clause. Like this just keeps getting worse and worse, Connor. Like Jesus. You know what? I I have a a good friend of mine, Johnny. I, I maybe he'll be tuning into this podcast. And we kind of got into it last night about uh, you know what the Oilers can do going forward and like what are the moves because I looked at it. They've got seven million dollars in cap space going forward unless something were to change. Like, yeah. could you potentially trade Tyson Berry? I mean that that clears up four and a half. Could you could you make a move with Cassian? Maybe, uh, you know, everyone talks about Miko Koskinen's numbers being off the books, but that pretty much stays with you because Darnell Nurse gets a big, big time, uh, pay raise. And I mean, that's going to be one, Hernan, like Darnell Nurse's contract is going to be hard to justify, I think, for the next few years here. Like, yeah. and, and the longer the contract goes, the worse it's going to be. The same with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the same with Zach Hyman. Like the next couple of years, you might be okay. And you got to win with those deals because the longer they go, uh, I mean, the more the skills diminish and you're still paying them that salary. It, it's not going to be good for Ken Holland or, you know, whoever else could be hired, which which I'm sure a lot of Oilers fans uh, might not be opposed to the way things are going right now. But just for now, we'll stick with the game last night. And one play, I put it out there on Twitter. Uh, it was the second goal. Um, where, you know, the first goal, Miko Kotkinen, it's a power play goal, but, you know, goes through his glove. Kind of a softy yeah. from Barkov, good player, whatever. Uh, the second goal, Carter Verhage left right in the slot. Warren Fogel, Leon Dreisaitl, absolute flybys. And I, I had to tweet the video because it's, it's, it's embarrassing. And, and some people, for whatever reason, I know they have a, an agenda against Darnell Nurse. People are asking what he's doing. He's, he's watching the guy behind the net. It's, it's not his person. You know, Leon Dreisaitl, Warren Fogel are right there and they absolutely just bypass him. He's left wide open in the slot. Yeah, you'd love your goalie to make that save, but I mean, these defensive lapses and, and that it wasn't a one-time thing. This has happened, you know, throughout the last month and a half. Do they not care? Do they not listen to their coaches? Like, what do you think it is? Attention to detail. It's um, 
Connor, like it's January 21st and, and the attention to detail in the Oilers game, we're still talking about it. And that's a huge problem. Like that second goal, like, and people that blame Darnell Nurse are the, are the people that just don't like him and yeah. his contract and will find any excuse to throw him under the bus. Like he had his man. But if you, you, you posted the video, like the puck goes to Darnell Nurse's guy and it looks like Fogel and Dry will both follow the puck. Right? Oh, and absolutely. And then it almost looks like Dreisaitl wants to peel off and go to the point, and then Fogel's like, oh, crap, where am I? And then he can't get to Verhage, and boom, it's a goal. But, like, we all know the center's the low forward down, right, when you're defending. So it looks like Dreisaitl's out of position, and then Dreisaitl's trying to make up for Fogel being out of position, because Fogel's out of position, and then it's just a complete mess. But, I mean, that's that's the Edmonton Oilers, Connor. Like, I mean, it's it's not surprising and then initially when you see the goal live, you're like, oh, man, like, how is he wide open? And then I saw your video, and I'm like, this is, that's the Edmonton Oilers. Like, in, in one little quick uh, video that you posted, that's the Edmonton Oilers. Attention to detail. And these guys works, uh, you know, all this talk about their practice. and Oh, they were physical, and they were going at it. And, and they were, uh, you know, they showed something different. But, Connor, it's not working. Nothing's working right now. And, I think the coach is out of answers. I think the players are out of answers. Like, it's it's just a defeated team. And, and a play like that, and, and people are going to be like, well, Hernan, well, it's just one play. No, that happens way too often in the Oilers game. And the Oilers, and I've heard Gregor talk about it, and Struddy, and, and everybody else on the station. The attention to detail by this team for many years has not been there. They get away with it because they had a good power play. They have the elite players in McDavid and title, But they've always been a mess 5-5 five five defensively, and nothing's changed. Yeah, and you know what, like, and, and you see other teams do it, and they get bailed out by their goalie, right? Like, the Oilers just don't <laughs> seem to get that, that bailout no. save when they need it, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and like, I, I don't want to put it on one person, I put it on, you know, multiple guys, you just, you can't have that kind of stuff in a one goal game, you can't have, uh, miscommunication, like you said, not paying attention to detail, trying to maybe cheat the zone and, and get on the board offensively, like, you just, if you're down 3 nothing, sure, if you're up 3 nothing, sure, but when it's a one goal game, you really gotta lock down against a dangerous team like the Florida Panthers, and it's it's obviously frustrating to watch. Uh, you know, you heard it on the post game show. Uh, I'm assuming the people that listen here are on Twitter and see Oilers Twitter, like it, it's just frustration right now, and it's uh, it's pretty disappointing. Um, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl uh, in the last two games here, one point combined. I I hate to be critical of them because they are two of the best players in the world, but when you've got you know Jonathan Huberdeau and Barkov and Ekblad and you know. The, the talent that the Florida Panthers bring into Edmonton coming to town. Don't you think that that's a game where you want to like raise up and you like, Hey, you know, Jonathan Huberto. Yeah. You're tied with me points. This is a great head to head matchup. I'm going to, I'm going to show you I'm a gamer. I'm going to compete. Are you a little disappointed at all in those two or do they get a pass just because we know how good they are and it's, it's probably not all on them. No, in these seven weeks, no one gets a pass. Like dry saddle may gave it a falling off. They haven't done much. And, the only reason you're a little more easy on them is because, I mean, the, the 18 wins they, they do have, it's in large part due to those two guys, right? But, I mean, Dreisaitl, just body language on the ice and, and, and everything and, 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 you know, everything that happened this week with the media and, like, and Messier saying, hey, you have to, you have to handle that better. Like, listen, I know everybody defends the players, but, like, Dreisaitl's got to step up. McDavid's got to be better. I mean, constantly changing lines is not helping them. The power play 
cut stride up. Like it's, Connor, I don't think anyone gets a pass. And I know people love McDavid and Dryside on this city. And of course you do because they're amazing, but they haven't been amazing in seven weeks. And that goes with the whole team as well. And I mean, I'll be honest, Connor, I think even if Hyman and New are in the lineup, this team would still be in these struggles because they just don't play a good enough team game. They're not good enough. The, the roster is not good enough. The goaltending is not good enough. And, I mean, Nuge, he, like you called him a few weeks ago, a master of none. He's, he's there. He's he's good. He's not great at anything. And Hyman, I think since that, the shoulder injury, he just hasn't been the same player. So it's unfortunate because if there's one offseason move Holland uh, did kind of nail, uh, it was Zach Hyman. But he just everybody's fallen off, Connor. I, I, I can't give anyone a pass. No, no, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, like, like Nuge, I, the team misses him, right? I mean, you're definitely seeing it. Obviously, he, he can help out, uh, on the power play. It's dropped off without him. Although I know he's not the, the main piece there, but, uh, the PK special team certainly falls off without him. Yeah, I, I definitely call him a master of none, but he's really good. He's good at a lot of things. I mean, so, so I think we do miss him, uh, out there for that one. Uh, Hernan, Today, optional practice, and uh, I'm going to talk to Strutty about this later on in the show, but it's optional, but they got to be there, right? Like, you you can't not go to this one unless there's some underlying injury you have that you got to rest up. Like, they got to be back on the ice. There can't be fatigue. Well, they haven't played since Saturday. I'll tell you this. By all reports, it's not a well-attended. Uh, it's, it's not well-attended, so. <laughs> oh, God. Um, that goes to show you the mentality of this team. They just got bleep kicked. You can say nothing. it. You can say it. They just got shit kicked six nothing, and you have an optional skate the next day. Like that is beyond ridiculous to me. And then again, now unless there's COVID cases, I don't know, or or injuries, or like, how the hell do you have an optional a day after losing six nothing? It's it's mind boggling. It's it's unless there's moves coming. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, Conman, but that's ridiculous. Like I, I, I saw the the Edmonton media tweet. Uh, I mean, message saying it's been switched to an optional, and I'm I'm kind of floored right now. Now people think, oh, it's just rest rest up. What they haven't played, and they played <laughs> what one game in two games in two weeks or something like that. Like that is that just blows my mind, Conman. Yeah, I was surprised to see that uh, Jamie Cartmel sends out those messages, and uh, man, he he might be the one guy in this organization I feel the worst for. He's been kicking ass. He's been doing such a good job, you know, with us helping out interviews. Jamie Cartmel, absolutely awesome, the communications guy, and uh, I mean, the rest of the organization just just tumbling downhill as of late. And yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way, Hernan. Like, you know, I I feel like maybe in a different time, like they'd be getting bag skated today. It'd be like, don't oh. don't even bring any pucks out. You're just gonna skate because that performance in the second and third period was absolutely horrible. Um, I'm gonna ask Strutty this: what what do you think was said after 20 minutes? Like, hey guys, we, that was probably our best period in the last month. Let's not do anything to screw it up. And then they go do what they did. Like, what do you think the message was after 20 minutes? Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work. Uh, keep going, I guess. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, there's not much you can say. Like, hey, keep going. It's going to calm well. It's, uh, but then they kind of woke up, right? Uh, Four Panthers. And they took it to the Oilers in the second, found the first goal, and then, I mean, Connor, like, I think you and I both saw our, like, first goal. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's over. <laughs> you knew the Oilers weren't coming back, especially on the second goal. So it was just one of those things where you're kind of like, who knows what's said in the dressing room. I mean, I, I don't know how the leadership group, uh, the coach says it's good in there, the, G, the GM said it's good in there, but uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of hard to believe that it's good in there when it's not, uh, when they're doing this bad, right? Now, I mean, one of the good things, and I... I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just looking into this to trying to be optimistic. But Saturday night, the Calgary Flames come to town. Uh, you get the Battle of Alberta. You get the Turtle, Kachuk. You know, if if there's a game to get fired up about, it should be the the biggest rivalry your franchise has, right? And against a team that likes to play physical, I I don't know. I maybe I'm just hoping that it happens. But like this should be a game you get fired up for you know you're gonna have to bring uh bring your lunch pail and and go out there and work hard like i i kind of see it going two ways they're either gonna figure it out in this one they're gonna you know show us the effort that they have and and maybe maybe that then it clues in for them that's how we have to play or they get stomped and this season just goes downhill quickly what do you think happens saturday night oh, oh man i mean I'll say this, if there's no emotion by the orders in that game, then you know they're, they've tuned out. It's your biggest rival. It's the team that you're fighting for, because the orders, surprisingly, are still in a playoff spot, games in hand, on other teams, not Calgary, but I'm just sitting here, man, and I'm like, if, if I don't see emotion, if I don't see any of that, like that's going to be so telling. And honestly, I don't think they win. I think Calgary's a better team. They have better goaltending. They have better defense. Um, they have a better forward group. I don't think they have the better forwards, but they have a better forward group, and they play a style that is just uh, uncomfortable for the Oilers. The Oilers don't want to do that. Oh man, what are we gonna do? What are you gonna do in the post game shows for the next couple months here if this goes downhill? I mean, I I did those for a while when it was the decade of darkness, and yeah. it, it's not a whole lot of fun. It. Some pretty pretty brutal times or some there's a lot of negativity. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we'll ever get to the point where we laugh at ourselves. I, I know that was a, a little bit, you know, the the whole hashtag here come the Oilers movement that we went through, but uh when you have McDavid Drysidle and the team's losing hockey games, man, it's not gonna be good. And yeah. I, I don't know if people will stop going to games. I don't know if people are gonna throw more jerseys on the ice, but yeah. I mean they they've gotta figure it out quickly or else that stuff's gonna continue to happen. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Tomorrow's game is going to be. Uh, I think what they're trying to get me a little worried. I, and you said Koskinen starting by default again. Yeah. It sounds like Skinner won't be uh, out of protocol. So uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. You're not going to have Hyman. You're not going to have an age. Oh Connor, I don't even know what to tell you. Like uh, we'll still watch, and we're still going to. Hopefully, they, they can pull out a win because they desperately need one. But. I think if they drop this one, I think that's when uh, you're going to see kind of this organization start to make some moves. And maybe they're not the best moves, but they got to do something here, right? Because uh, I think the cost of missing the playoffs is a lot, uh, is much more than the cost of giving up a prospect or a draft pick because this team has to be a playoff team. I mean, I guess, I mean, there there's moves you can make bringing guys up that maybe actually you know, play like they care, play like they want yeah. to play in the NHL. Uh, one of the popular things last night on the post-game show with Gazzola was people talking about uh, coaching change and potentially, you know, maybe it's maybe it's an associate coach that there's al- that's there already, but maybe, maybe Jay Woodcroft uh, 
is that something you would consider? It's tough because Woodcroft's not going to come up here to be an interim coach because mm-hmm. then he's not going to go back to Bakersfield. Yep. Right? Is Yeah, you can bring him up and commit to him, and what if it doesn't work out? Then you're finding another coach, and you're telling Connor and Leon, guys, we got to go look for another coach now. In year eight and nine of Connor McDavid. So it's a sticky situation. Like Woodcroft's done great work down there with Dave Manson. And I know a lot of fans want to see that, but I, I, I think the way to go if you're going to do a coaching change is just, it's probably going to be Glenn Gollison. Yeah. And because you can't commit to anyone, Connor, right now, because you don't know. Right? Like you can't go out and get a new guy because then they're going to be like, well, the hell are you like you got to talk to to your stars and see if they're on board and and, because you have to get it right Connor right like you can't go into another coaching search and and miss again no you're right so that's that's why it's I think for this year I mean it's ideally you want a new guy and all that but I think it's far too risky so I think it's going to be one of the assistants that gets promoted and that's about it because with Woodcroft or a new guy, it's just far too risky because if it doesn't work out, then you're in bigger trouble and then you're out of your AHL coaching staff who've done a marvelous job. Man, it is, uh, yeah, it, you're right. It Honestly, I mean, if, if he were to be promoted and things don't go well, I don't think he's taking that demotion back to the AHL, right? Like, it's just, uh, they put themselves in a very bad situation. Hernan, my final question for you, unless I ask you another one, uh, we're hearing reports that Evander Kane might not be suspended. Um, some people think he could end up with the Oilers. We know, we know off the ice, but what do you think the organization does? Because we know the player on the ice, I think, is a perfect fit and could help this team out. Do you think that he is an Oiler in the next couple of weeks here? I mean, sure. I mean, at least you'll bring emotion. <laughs> uh, at least you'll punch someone in the face. <laughs> Fist the other side off. <laughs> but, I mean, does he fix all the other problems? No. I mean, Paris is on waivers. Uh, Soderlin, who's never going to be an oiler anyway. And Paris, who hasn't been playing. So it doesn't like any matter. Sure. I mean, you have to try something at this point, but I, I don't think and Evander Kane turns his team around 100%, if I'm being honest. I think he helps in certain aspects. He brings an element the others don't have. Um, so in that sense, yeah, I'd say it's, 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 it is what it is, but um, I, don't, I don't think the others' problems go away because Evander Kane joins them. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Because, because it's, 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 it's the way the team plays, Connor. Is one guy really going to change all of that? It's, he's one guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, if I'm looking at it optimistically, okay, he could push people down the lineup, provide you a little more depth, maybe gets McDavid back on track, maybe gives the team the kick in the butt they need. But, yeah, there, there's just right now so much wrong with this. He doesn't play goal. He, he doesn't he's stop a, defensively. He's not, a, he's, he's not a goalie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's that's it. I mean, it's it, – and you know what? Like, I, I know a lot of people have told us texting in or on Twitter, like, they just – they don't like the guy, but – you know, for the Oilers right now, they're so desperate. And 
Ken Holland yeah. needs to make a move. He has to do it for his job because I, I think if this continues, uh, I mean, the, the higher ups have to look at this season in the last two years, three years is a fail. And, um, and, uh, and, and he's probably the only guy they can afford. <laughs> exactly. And that's it. Like, it's not often like a 25 goal score drops into your lap. This could be the opportunity. And I, I think with their backs up against the wall, Anything they can do to try to turn this around on the ice, I think that the management staff will do. So that's why I think yeah. it is very likely if he if he doesn't have a, a big suspension, I think the Oilers definitely make the move, and uh, they probably piss off a good chunk of their fan base bringing this guy in with his history. But mm-hmm. you know they'll just want to win hockey games and they'll they'll do whatever they can, and uh, that's why I think it happens. Hernan prediction for Saturday night: What's going to happen? Oh, uh, I think the Oilers lose. Oh man, why you're so negative? Oh. <laughs> uh, I think they lose. I just think Calgary's better. They play a physical style. The Oilers have no interest in playing that way. Um, I don't trust Miko Koskinen, and um, yeah, I think it's probably Dave Tippett's last game too. And uh, yeah, I think uh, Calgary wins. I think it'll be something like four or five two. Hernan, uh, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I'm hoping there's fireworks. I hope we get some line brawls or something and it just sparks the Oilers for the rest of the season. But why, yeah. why be optimistic? They've given us no reason to be in the last six weeks. Here, I so. mean, they played a good 20 minutes, but I mean, <laughs> we're going to go off that. Like, come on. Couldn't score a goal, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, thanks for doing this today. Really appreciate it. And, uh, we'll have to tune into the Lockdown Oilers podcast. I'm sure you'll be fired off this one. Yeah, for sure. Be talking in a, in a short while. So, uh, yeah. Uh, always fun talking with you, Connor. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Just bet $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get into the action of the huge divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes on DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers Customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Just bet $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit or $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Excellent stuff from Hernan Salas of TSN 1260. You can hear him on the Lowdown with Low Tide Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. until noon. You can also catch him on the Lockdown Oilers podcast, Two Guys and a Goalie. And make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Hernan Demand. Really appreciate him hopping on. And, uh, of course, you can sense the frustration from both of us for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, things not going very well for this team. And uh, our next guest... Uh, he- he went through some tough times in his NHL career. He won some championships with the Kamloops Blazers. He's a BC Sports Hall of Famer. Played in the NHL for over a decade. Spent time with the Oilers, Islanders, Canucks, Rangers, and Blackhawks. And uh, when a team does as poorly as they have here, I wanted to, to get someone on who's played in the NHL and, and can share some insight into what we might be going on with the team right now as they struggle. Uh, Jason Strudwick joins me now. Struddy, thanks so much for doing this today. How are you doing? 
I'm good. Better than Oilers fans. <laughs> now, I mean, the, the game against the Florida Panthers last night, we, we knew how important it was going to be for this team, a chance to bounce back against a good team, and I, I don't want to take anything away from the Florida Panthers. We know how good they are, especially coming off a loss in Calgary where you know they didn't really perform to their level. But when you have a team going into that game, you play a real solid 20 minutes, probably could have been leading had it not been for Bobrovsky on the other side who made some great saves. I mean, what do you think the discussion was in that first intermission for the Oilers before it all went horribly wrong? Zamboni would have broken down so they couldn't clean the ice and the guys would have just kept playing. You know, you, you have a good, strong start. You know, they're, they're on their toes. They're playing hard. You know, they got a lot of, they got a lot of shots to the net. Um, and it looked like things were going well. And then, you know, you, you go back in the dressing room and you think, okay, we're, we're playing pretty well. And it gives, more importantly, a chance for Florida to just take a deep breath. You know, we handled the onslaught. Our goalie's in the zone tonight. Roboski is was terrific last night, all, all game, but specifically in the first period. And... Um, Florida's able to get their legs underneath them, and they, they started pushing back. And, you know, the first period was much different than the second period, and the second period was much better than the third period. Um, but it was, it was really difficult, really difficult. Now, that's two games in which the third period, the Oilers have just, you know, fallen apart. And that's, you know, is it confidence? Are they, um, you know, unsure of themselves? Or do they, they just kind of stop battling? You know, it's, it's, it's a tough look. Because you know you're down, uh, you're winning one game by two and losing other by two, still in the game, and then both games get away from you. It's that's a tough look to have uh, over this stretch. Now, now when that happens, I mean, yeah, the, the game against Ottawa was disappointing, like you said, for that reason. You're up by a couple goals and it it falls away from you. Then another game where, although it is still a two goal game, you know, you, you still feel like you have a chance. You're just one shot away from making it a game again. Uh, why is this continually happening for the Oilers? Like, w- what's with the drop off in the third period? Well, you know, is it, is it a bit of a, a, a lack in belief in themselves? You know, and, and and I think that's part of it. And when you when you start looking for the bad in everything, you know, you're going to find it. You know, and it becomes a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. Um, you know, the way you, you deal with that is you, you micromanage it and you just deal with shift to shift. Let's just have a good shift now. Then let the next shift. Let's have a good shift there. Um, because right now they can't look at a whole 60 minutes. It's too much. You know, their confidence isn't there. You know, the message after the first period should have been, we've had a good first period, let's start the same way we started that last period. Right? So everyone have a good first shift, and then we'll worry about our next shift after that. And, you know, they, they weren't able to. Then, you, you know, you get the goal against, um, you know, Barkov's goal. That's a saveable goal. Um, you know, the second goal is a, is a defensive breakdown, and then again to a third, and that, that uh, Barkov goal is just, uh, they're done. And the guys just, they were done after that. Um, and they gave up on the game and they gave up on Miko. So tough, tough, uh, you know, sequence there. You know, a very, some encouraging things for sure. But, you know, they're just, you know, you've you got to find a way to keep competing. And I, it doesn't matter what happens. And it, it looked to me like they stopped competing towards the end of the game. If you're Dave Tippett, I mean, what do you think the message is after that game? Uh, I know today was an optional practice, and it'll be interesting to see who, who's out there. But uh, let's just go back to last night still. You're Dave Tippett. I'm sure everyone's dejected after that loss. What's the message to the team for a guy who, you know, might be fighting for his job right now? Well, you know, you've you know, you, you got to say we keep keep working, guys. It's just to stay positive and keep it going. I mean, it's, you know, you, you said it, by this point, there's nothing you haven't said, Connor. You know, there, there's no magical spell that he, or incantation he can say to turn the guys around. You've already, you've already said it. You've said everything you need to say or that could be said. 
Um, so now you guys just stay with it. You know, let's, you know, there's some things to build on. Um, let's just keep working. Let's keep working. And, and it, you know, it sounds so cheesy, but that's really the only way to do it. You know, there's, you know, people think there's magical fixes out there. It's, it's, it's not going to work. That group is so down on themselves right now. You know, they have to dig, dig out kind of brick by brick. Um, and it's going to take time. You know, they, and, and a win would cure a lot. It, like a win against Calgary would cure a lot and get their energy going again. But right now, right back where they were, you know, just a negative, negative thing. In your career, uh, you know, maybe WHL, AHL, and the NHL, were you ever a part of a team where, you know, you had higher expectations and then, you know, things just kind of went bad quick and, and, and continued to go bad? And if so, like, how do you get out of it? Oh, you know, that, out of a negative run, you, you got to just build on small little victories, you know? Like, I thought the Oilers' first shift was really good last night. Okay, good. That's that's a start, you know? So we, we've got that. Let's try to have a second good shift. Or, you know, I, I was in this game, you know, what did Leon have? He had a ton of shots on the net. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't go in too bad. Let's keep shooting the puck, but he's going to get in there. Um, you know, you, you've got to try to find some positive because it's just everything is so negative. Everything. You go look in the standings. You know, most NHL teams have the standings right in the room. You look at it. You know, you were rolling. You know, two two months ago, eight weeks, seven weeks ago, whatever it was, and now you're just in a in a shitstorm. And it's it's a mess. I mean, it's a complete mess. But you have to be your own kind of source of energy. And um, you know, I people talking about a coaching change or a trade. Yeah, you know, those those things may give you a bump, but the fundamentals are still there that need to be addressed. I want to ask you about that, and because you know, I did the post game show last night with Tom Gazola on TSN 1260, and a lot of people were texting in saying, you know, you got to make the coaching change; it has to happen. And you know, sure, that that could be it. I, I think Rashog said today, if it were to happen, maybe Gullitson could be a guy you could step in and and take over in the interim. A lot of people thought potentially Jay Woodcroft, and he's been on the show with uh, you and Jason Greger a bunch of times. We all know the track record; he's kept the Condors competitive while developing guys. Would it? Would it work, you think, if Jay, uh, Jay Woodcroft were to be promoted to the Oilers head coach? Like, how do you think that transition would be from the AHL to the NHL? You know, I, I mean, he's a good, a smart young coach, and he's done a good job in the AHL. This is the problem, is that if you are not convinced that he is your guy, and he's going to be the guy, not just for this year, but for the rest of the year, and you bring him up, and then you don't give him that, you don't give him the, take the intern label off, you've now lost him. Mm-hmm. And that guy is killing it in the AHL with developing players. Absolutely killing it. So is that a risk you're willing to take? You know, because he, he's a massive part of what they're doing. Like, they're, they're drafting and they're developing right now is, is better than it's been that I remember for a number of years. And that player's coming up, contributing to the NHL level after playing in the AHL. So is that a risk that everyone's willing to take? And I know some people just want change from Tippett. Okay, I, I get that. But how does that change of bringing Woodcock up affect the rest of the organization this year moving forward? Because now if you decide Woodcock isn't your guy next year, um, now you've got to fill two spots. Because one's doing really good. One, one you got to say the HL is doing a good, good job. So are you willing to make that for two spots? So it seems like it's the easy choice. The easiest would be to promote one of the associate coaches right now. But I, you know, I... It's, you know, just asking for change because you're mad. I, I get it. But let's think about the unintended consequences that could come with any decision you make. Uh, Strutty, uh, you know, for the Oilers right now, things are going bad. We're looking for quick fixes. 
It had appeared that the team was signing Brad Malone to an NHL contract, and then uh, we found out he tested positive for COVID. So that won't be happening. Uh, Stuart Skinner, he's not going to be ready to go on Saturday night against the Calgary Flames. So uh, just a lot of things not ideal for the Edmonton Oilers right now. Um, I want to ask you about today with the optional practice. Uh, if you're on this team and you're a leader, are you are you maybe sending out a group text like, hey, this is optional, but we got to be there? Or do you think a little time away from the rink might be good too? You got to be there. It's, a, it's an optional. You haven't won in that long. I, I see no reason for not having the full line up there. You know, and then are you tired? Well, what are you tired from? You've play, you know, you've played one game, or you know, in in, in or, you know, in very in a week or whatever. Let's call it. Um, you know, you you got to be there, and and you can't run away from from this. This you have to you know stand up and and look each other in the eye and try to figure this out together. You know, getting getting away from it is 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 not the answer. So I I would I'd be disappointed in my teammates if they weren't there. Good answer. Good answer. I, I feel the exact same way. I'd hope the majority of the guys would be there. Unless there's some sort of injury, someone wants to, you know, take it easy for a day. That, that'd be pretty disappointing not to have the guys out there. Uh, the Battle of Alberta Saturday night. Is this, is this a point where, you know, for the Edmonton Oilers, they can get fired up? Like, I, I have a friend who is a Flames fan, and we were t- texting this morning, and I thought, man, this could be great for the Edmonton Oilers. Like, this is what they need. Uh, maybe Kachuk takes a run at somebody, and they get a little fired up, and you start to see that passion once again, and, you know, you really want to beat up on your in-province rival. Do you think the Battle of Alberta could provide a spark for this team? Oh, sure. I mean, it's an exciting game, right? And it's, and it's uh, two, two teams that are struggling. So you know, both teams will be looking to get off their 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 bad spot here at this time. Um, you know, and, and it's a Saturday night. Like everyone loves playing on Saturday night in hockey night in Canada. So I, I think, you know, if you're an, if you're an Oiler, um, you know, you, you you say okay, we got to build on the good things we did the other night, and let's also learn from the things that went wrong, and let's come out and bring our best game of the year and be emotionally engaged in this game. Right, that means you know being physical, uh, bringing energy to your teammates, all that kind of stuff. And if you can do that, you know you, you win that game. All of a sudden, you know feels a little better. Being Calgary always feels better for winners and their fans. Um, but you know, again, it's not one thing is not going to change it. Like you can't, you know, people are all everyone's looking for one. This is it. This is the moment. Well, it's, it doesn't happen like that. It happens like that in movies. But it doesn't like happen in real life. You know, it's it's a number of things that all of a sudden start going. You know, let's say the Oilers are able to win tomorrow. They play a good, solid game. Um, then all of a sudden they start getting some injured guys back. Maybe uh, you know they find a way. Vanna Kane signs and he joins the team. Um, you know, all of a sudden these good things start happening because right now you just touched on Skinner Malone. Like it's just negative around this team. Yeah. Everything everything that happens they look at is negative. So. They got to find a way to start turning that around. A win cures a lot of problems, and it buys you a breathing room. Um, then after that, hopefully, you start getting some some positive news um, from the injured uh, area. Now, right now, the Edmonton Oilers uh, seventh in the Pacific Division as we tape this on a Friday morning. Uh, one point back of the Vancouver Canucks. Couple games in hand. Well, let's just say, and you mentioned Evander Kane there. With their backs up against the wall here, if he is eligible to return this season, doesn't face a suspension. Do the Oilers have to sign him? Well, I'm bringing him in. I, I, there's no doubt about it. I think that, you know, he's a guy that can, you know, he'll bring some energy to the group. Um, to me, it's not even a question because it really, you know, what's the alternative? You, you know, you, you, you fire a coach, okay, then you got to figure out the next guy. But, you know, it, 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 the team is already in a bad spot. You know, so I, is Kane going to bring it down further with it, with 
you know, what he may do is alleged as a bad teammate. I, I, I think the other side is a lot better. And he can bring some energy and a spark. He hasn't played in a while. He'll be a motivated player because he wants to, you know, prove to everyone that he's a good guy and that he can still play in the NHL at a high level. So I, I just think it's a no-brainer, absolute no-brainer, bring him in. It would be quite the story if he came in and that was the guy that turned things around for the Edmonton Oilers in the, the 2022 <laughs> yeah. season. It would be quite the story with all the stuff surrounding him. Uh, final thing for you, Stretty. I, I know yesterday you were telling me you had a little bit of trouble uh, promoting your D-Man camp on Instagram. So why don't you use my platform to talk about the D-Man camp? Uh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, I'll be, I've been running now, I think, for over 10, I think it's close to 10 years. And it's jasonstredwick.com. And, uh, you know, I have D-Men, ladies and men, or, uh, you know, females and males from uh you know what is it u11 all the way up to u17 and i love it like i you know i've got three good coaches help me out but there's an off-ice component um so there's a spring camp and two in the summer so yeah com. it's a lot of fun so i still haven't figured out the instagram issues but it uh, looks like the giants have a new gm so you know gotta take the good with the bad whoa 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 are you breaking news here i didn't even see that well i got a text from eli manning oh obviously. but uh yeah they know they got a new the new guy joe Schoen is the new man so I think he's from the uh, is he from the Bills? I think is he. Okay, well, uh, well, there I you think. go. Good news. Bills yeah. assistant well, GM. Yeah, the Bills have done a very good job bringing in talent, so that could be a good move. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. Now we have to figure out uh, coach, uh, offensive line, quarterback, um, <laughs> our cap issues. Other than that, he's going to have a pretty quiet off season. And you know what? The good news for him is like he already lives in New York. He just uh, just traveled to New Jersey so he can. Right run this franchise, but he's pretty close. That works out well. Well, Struddy, I, I, I hope the camp goes well, I hope the new GM goes well, and I hope, you know, the Oilers turn this thing around on Saturday night. Thanks for doing this. Awesome, man. I'll talk to you later. Great stuff from Jason Strudwick, former NHLer and co-host on the Jason Greger Show Monday through Friday 2 to 6 on TSN 1260. As he mentioned there, head over to jasonstrudwick.com, sign up for his defenseman camp. I know the jokes are always that he can help you go glassing out, but uh, I know, I know there's a lot of progress that is made in those camps. So uh, definitely check that out if he's got a young kid that wants to improve their defensive skills. And that's going to do it for the... Other Connor podcast today here on the Hockey Podcast Network. One more time, big shout out to our sponsor, DraftKings. Make sure to use promo code THPN when you sign up today. Thank you to Hernan Salas and Jason Strudwick for joining me on the podcast. Thank you to you guys for tuning in so much. We'll be back on Monday to recap the weekend for the Edmonton Oilers. They're taking on the Calgary Flames Saturday night. 8 o'clock puck drop for pregame coverage. Tune into TSN 1260. Tom Gazzola, Matt Cassian, and myself will have you covered pre- and post-game. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast. New shows drop every Tuesday and Friday wherever you get your podcasts from.